What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. The one true plush host, as uh, most people know me, as it were. You are softer. That, that Well, well, I don't know about that. From a personality standpoint. From a personality standpoint. Pe- pe- people, are, people are like... He's he's a he's a big softy. Can I just can I just I would just like to point out that even though you've got like the official trophy over there, yeah, yeah, that yeah. mine the the plush trophy is taller. Wow, yeah. you would go there. Yeah, look at this. You you would go Bam. there. I, I, I I am the shortest of the of the Carlin brothers. There it's is so, that, at six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, and the difference is six feet six feet half an inch and six foot one. Yep, yep, yep. But still, <clears throat> look the thing about the thing about brothers is and this, but this is such a great example is that the the difference is basically negligible but it is it is your responsibility as a brother with brothers to treat this difference as if it is as vast as possible it's true you know it's true right like like it is it is my sworn duty to to make sure that you and Tyler know that I am the tallest one right right right, right. right and yeah. for Tyler to make sure that you know that you're the shortest one <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, you know, you got, you got to do it. You got, you got to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. after all, I, I was, I was the, uh, I was the only one who didn't need glasses or yeah. braces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Tyler, we, you and I both actually as children had a, um, I don't know if we've talked about this on the pot before or not. We, we both had a condition Ooh, called pectus. We did. And pectus is sort of kind of like an interesting I don't know, like genetic thing to have, but my guess is that you've probably known someone before who has some version of it. I bet one there was that one kid in middle school who had pectus. Right. Yeah. Me and, and Ben were were those kids for our respective grades. We were, we were, and and so the, the sort of like the telltale thing is that your your like chest cavity right above like your sternum is just like 
like dipped in a little bit too mm-hmm. far. So yeah. like, like as kids, it was the type of thing where you could like literally pour like a bowl of, I mean, not like a real bowl of cereal, but you could like eat cereal out of like that, this like kind of cavity in our chest. Yeah. There were, I don't know if do you remember the show, figure it out. I do remember that. Yeah. That was one. So it was basically just 20 questions with a panelist. Was that hosted by Summer Sanders? Hosted by Summer Sanders. I remember things. Normally the the anchor was Danny Tamborelli or Lori Beth Denberg. Yes. Yeah. One of those two was always like fourth. Right. But they were like the consistent person on every show. Right. Yeah. Anyway, one of the figure it out talents of the child of the week was that uh, they had practice basically and someone could like eat cereal out of their chest. Yes. Yeah. So the, the interesting thing about this is, is that, um, the way that you fix it is effectively like braces for your chest, mm. except they're not, it's not on the outside. It is like a, like it is a titanium bar that is like sort of fed across your rib cage and like, like, like props out yeah. your, your rib cage bones Ugh. so that over time it basically becomes flat in, and I don't know like how I, guess. I don't here's here's the thing it's not over time it becomes flat it becomes flat like overnight you let that true. <laughs> yeah, you wake up and sets over time yes like a like a newly poured cement slab one might say one might one I might <laughs> That's a, that's a good way to put it. Except yeah. if a cat walks across this, it doesn't leave footprints in it yeah. like it did on my poured concrete slab. Not that there's no marks left. Let me tell you. That's true. That's true. That's true. So yeah. So it, it's you. You wake up and you do this like when you're age mm. eleven because mm-hmm. like your bones are still, I guess, malleable, malleable, pliable, soft enough yeah. to um to to be flexed into the new position, mm-hmm. and then the, it stays in for two and a half years. Or I guess yours was two years. Mine was two and a half years. Oh. Was that right? That's I know right. mine was two. Yeah. Okay. Um, and at that point in time, they actually go through and they take the bar out, which I actually have at home. I have the bar too. Yeah. I have the bar. So we'll have to, we'll have to like take a picture. That'd be like, I feel like that'd be interesting for the show notes. Yeah. Is a picture of the bar. Uh, but it's such a weird thing. Like, do you, okay, let me ask, but make no mistake. It is so painful. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. It <clears throat> is. I mean, it's one of these things where I feel like there there are like a variety of different things where people have like these these like pain scales where it's sort of like like this this is like bad and it's like I have to assume I've actually always felt like this maybe like prepared me for life in a way mm. is that I is, is that it was just so painful that you like experienced this amount of pain at a young enough age that like maybe things after the fact don't seem as bad yeah <laughs> because that, that could be the okay I can't. I have got this memory. Like, first of all, if I touch the incisions where they cut, it's still numb. It's still numb. It's the same thing. way. And sometimes when I cough, it feels <laughs> like it's like catching. There's cough. Sometimes if I do like push-ups or like there will be things. There will be things that even even today, like if I breathe wrong, I feel like like something will happen around my ribs and I'll be like, mm, that's a surgery pain. Yeah. Like, and it's like still from when I was 11. Yes. It's a very, it's very weird. I'm like, it's been so long. Is it possible? It's not that anymore. And it's something else. It's like, it's always been that. And it's always been this exact thing. Why would it be different? It's I feel like, like because it's, it's been so long. I feel like it's gotta be like scar tissue that's in there. Yeah. That, that is like being like, like tugged or pulled. Yeah. Or stretched something, or something like that. And, and that, cause it, it, everything you just listed <clears throat> are all of the same things. If I have like a really, really, really bad call, or like sneeze yeah that will usually mm. cause it to like, like i remember twinge. at boy scout camp one year i someone we were like it was like we were like swimming or something it was whilst i had the bar in and someone fell in the lake in such a way that they like 
scraped their entire side along the corner, like the side of the dock as they went in. Oof. And like, I remember watching that happen thinking like, if that happens to me right now, I'll just die. Like <laughs> it will be, it will be so painful if that exact thing happens to me that I'll just die. No, That'll be it. <laughs> it's, it's so, it is so true. And so this was like one of those things because th- it, it was it was very interesting. So like if you were to, there were these cross pieces that like held it to your ribs. So like yeah. if I, if you were to do like a yoga stretch, kind of like the Wii Fit trainer, you could see it. You could see the the things stick out. So like as a party trick in sixth grade, it was like <laughs> ultimate party trick. Do you want to touch my bar? You want to touch it? You want to touch it? And so this was, it, the funny thing about it was, is when I, I got it the summer between fifth and sixth grade, oh. where, which was also the summer that we moved. So there were, there were like a lot of very interesting things that I feel like made me maybe stand out in a really like consistently odd and unique way yeah. as a, as a new student. Cause for one, I was like the new kid and the new kid tends to have like a little bit of this like golden glow about them. I think because they're, it's sort of like you're like <laughs> you're different from people that we've seen yeah. before. So there was that, uh, I was basically two months fresh out of the surgery. So it was definitely the type of thing that like was still had like a daily impact on me. There was some question as to like whether or not like I'd be able to do like gym class. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Cause like yo, I also had it between fifth and sixth grade and that was when you were going to start having gym every day. Yeah. And there was this like, huh, mm, just FYI might not be able to do things like push-ups at the moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and it was kind of like one of those things. Yeah. So it, it came out very quickly. And then of course there's also the party trick, which I think people just tended to find both kind of disgusting, but also interesting at the exactly. same time. Exactly. You can't look away. Right. Um, but then on top of that, this was like the, the year. So when I was in sixth grade is when nine 11 happened. And so we're at this new school, the, like the whole, you know, whatever new kid got the bar in my chest. And uh, when 9-11 happened, the they turned on the news, which then revealed to my entire class that our dad is like yeah. a TV newscaster. Right. So it was sort of just this like within like the first two weeks of school. Like, who is this like, kid? There is just interesting things oozing out of him. <laughs> um, but oh, it was definitely like a, it was such a double edged sword because it did it did make contact hurt more. Like, I don't I feel like I remember that you were signed up to play like rec. Rec yeah, I was going to do like, yeah, like rec football. Yeah. The, the I was like signed up to play and had gone as far as we'd gotten like the helmet and shoulder pads and everything. Right. And then uh, we had to have the surgery and it was like, well, you definitely aren't doing any sort of contact sports for the next two years. So. Right. Yeah. It's like, like well, that, never mind. Sort of missed the boat. Uh, who knows how different my entire life might be if I'd played football that season. It's true because who's I, to say to this day, I think that you would have made a marvelous tight end. Mm, people uh, tell me that. Yeah. Or, I think that was what I was going to try and do or what, I don't know. My friends at the time told me I should be. Yeah. 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 It would have worked. Yeah. It would have worked. We'll never know. But, never ended up playing any sort of official league football. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so I remember my horror story from this period of time was, uh, we again, new neighborhood. We were like living, I think my grade had like 20 people that lived in our neighborhood. And so when it snowed, uh, which is very fitting for right now because it just snowed this week. Just snowed. Um, we would all go and sled on this one hill. And yeah. usually what sledding slowly descended into is what we called extreme sledding, which was basically everybody starts at the top and the goal is to knock everybody else off of their sled. It's full contact sledding. Full contact sledding. Yeah. And um, th- it was like, I think it was all well and fine, but it was definitely one of those like, 
activities where it like that, that phrase, it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. It's like, it could not be more true. Mm. Um, I actually have an example I want to tell about you after this one as well. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I know, you know, the, I know, you know, the story, oh, but, no. um, but so the thing was though, is that like, you know, it was all, it was all good. But then I am at the bottom of the hill at one point in time. And I'm like on my knees, like sort of just like looking back up the hill. And one of the kids who live in the neighborhood did play football and he just comes in like spears me from oh. behind like, oh from behind from behind wow. full speed ahead and so i'm like this is my first winter with all these people like again it's like I'm, I'm kind of like the new kid all this stuff and i remember like like i came up and it was one of these things where it was like it hurt so like, i can't bad. i can't cry right it's like now. don't cry <laughs> don't cry don't cry <laughs> and i bawled man Ugh. it was just like it was like it hurt so it was like there's yeah. nothing I could do. You about got hit it. in the it, spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like of course, sp- yeah. Right with a titanium bar across yeah. the front of me. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it was it was um it was it was very painful, but it was also like <laughs> that's it. I'm going to cry in front of 20 of my classmates right now. It's gonna happen. And there's nothing I can do about it. Um, fortunately, I feel like everybody was was Never pretty. Got it. I, I think they were like, "Ooh, yeah, that, that was a <laughs> that, mistake. That would be bad." I uh, yeah. So the, that that same year we moved was the over the summer. I think I had it. I think I had the bar out. Oh right, yes, yes, yes. And so I remember, like, I had recovered for the most part pretty good, but it was like one of the, the first week or gym. Yeah, I was also like new kid or whatever. I want to say we were playing something called like Carolina football. In okay. gym. Okay. It was basically like you could just continue to throw the football after you had thrown it the first time. So okay. Not really important. Anyway, um, somehow I landed uh, being the quarterback. I have no idea how. Uh, yeah, especially but, when you were meant to be a tight end. Uh, exactly. But we, we were playing and uh, our team scored and someone from the other team was like upset or angry. And I remember they came up and just like threw the ball as hard as they could like just at me and it hit me squarely in the chest. And like honestly, it wouldn't have been that bad at all sure like it, it wasn't really it I, even uh, i think from their point of view it's like this is a way for me to be angry at this person and show aggression but not actually hurt them sort of like calculated thing right but right, right. I, I of course they they of course had no way of knowing but like it hits me and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like, like i remember like walking over they're like are you okay man like everyone's sort of like doing the math like it shouldn't have hurt that bad i'm like it's fine i had chest surgery this summer it's cool yeah <laughs> how like, many eighth graders know, say that i, know, I was like yeah <laughs> and i remember like even the person who did it like looking like oh god i'm so sorry dude <laughs> right it's pure mortification like, oh, i didn't know <laughs> like, right it's good you couldn't have known <laughs> it's totally fine yeah. it's totally fine it's fine okay the other story i was gonna tell okay. was was about this was recent ish it was probably in the past like i don't know seven years that doesn't feel as recent as it as i thought it was going to in my head mm. but we were we were uh, those above ground oh, backyard oh, pools. Do you I know, know what I'm talking story. about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this this was like one of these days where I think <coughs> there was a um like a a brew festival in town. I I think if I'm telling the story correctly. Oh yes, there was. So we we all went out like we're out all out in the sun. And let me say this about brew festivals. It's like I love the idea, but the execution is just like it's it's just not there. It's like they give you too much and it's always hot and you're always, it's just, it's a, it's like a problem. I don't, know? I don't, I, I don't know, man. I enjoyed a lot of these like beer festivals we would go to. Do you not have this complaint then? I don't have this complaint. Okay. Um, no, like the too heavy of pours, not a complaint. I mean, certainly not at the time. I would have been like, this place is great. They just pour way too heavy. Like you're getting way more beer than you're paying for. It's fantastic. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just a lightweight, but 
anyway, so afterwards, you know, it's like the scorching hot day and, and our friend Paul is like, hey, why don't we all go back to my house and we'll like cook out and I have like one of those above ground pools that the previous owners of my house just like left. And it's like one of these ones that you would buy like at Walmart. It's like maybe like in like a 16 foot diameter circle. Yeah. And so we all get there and there's like a floating small basketball hoop and we basically play. <laughs> and it was on. <laughs> and it was on. It was like probably seven <clears throat> like 24 to 28 year old guys just like duking it out. Yeah. Trying to score where in a game where we weren't keeping there's no, score. Yeah, there's no teams. There's no, there's no points. It's just, uh, you want to be the one to put the ball in the basket and everyone else is going to do everything, everything they can to stop you. Yes. And <laughs> that's I the game. It was like joy, like none other. It, I mean, I mean it, it literally was just like the, the pure, the purity of like like elementary school recess exactly manifested into yeah. adulthood. It's like everyone understands the game. So do we make any of the rules? No. Do we know the rules? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. They're in our bones. <laughs> yes. It's innate. It's innate. It's a part of us. And so it was like it was one of these things where I was like, I cannot believe how much fun I'm having. It's like there's nothing that is gonna stop. Like, I wanna like can we start a league or something? Yeah. Let's do this every weekend. <laughs> Let's go. Um, which by the way would never <clears throat> work. It's impossible to like rebottle the magic no, uh, with stuff you like can't this. Do you it. just gotta have it be yeah. like a one time you know. thing but it uh, inevitably inevitably there was there was two skulls that collided yep. and yours was one of them mine was one of them i think i had just stepped out of the pool for some reason i think maybe it was like to go like i don't know it's like to grab a drink or to eat or something like that and i remember i look over and they're like oh man and you like come into the light because like the sun's setting and just have blood pouring down the side of your just, face yeah and it's like one of these situations where like when a kid falls and it's like you don't know if they've decided if they're hurt yet and it's kind of like the, the rule is almost like nobody say anything. Right. Like, <laughs> like let them tell us if it hurt. <clears throat> don't let us tell them that it hurt. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't coach them into being hurt. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, with, with this, like it was like, oh my God, I can't tell him how much blood is coming out of his face right now. Like it's like, it's too much. Mm. It's like this is bad. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I remember even at the time thinking like I must look kind of cool though. It, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. It was pretty Braveheart. It was it, it was, was like, pretty freaking. It was like coming down like my whole body. And I'm like you know coming out of the pool and stuff. But uh, ultimately, I do still have the scar on my eye right there where it got uh, where I got hit. Uh, I think I made a whole SCB video about it. I was like, this is content, you know, <laughs> I'm going I'm to use make a it. video, make a video. It's funny though. Cause you wear glasses. So your yeah. glasses pretty well block the scar entirely. It is true. Yeah. The way my glasses lay on my face, you cannot see the scar most of the time. So it worked out pretty good. I didn't need stitches. They, uh, they gave me some kind of like glue hospital, crazy glue. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, it'll be good. It'll sort of come off naturally in a week and then you'll be fine. And I was like, fantastic. <laughs> Great. This is perfect. Yeah. Um, Get me back in the pool, man. It's always interesting to me, though, because like whenever I'm around you and you don't wear glasses, it, it I, like I feel like it is just more apparent. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would be like, oh, yeah. And then I get reminded of that moment. I'm like, we should go play some, some go. full contact basketball yeah. in a pool. That's right. <laughs> With a moving basketball rim. Yep. 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 Oh, good this, times. Actually, this thought did occur to me the other day because I have had a like lifelong desire for a backyard swimming pool, like, mm. like a real one. Yeah. And um, this is something that like Alice and I bought land um, in 2021 and like it's it's one of these things where we're hoping to to build on it sometime in the next hopefully a few years or whatever but i am like so absolutely determined 
to have a pool on this property. Yeah. Like it, it is like it is like the thing where I am starting at pool. Pool first. Pool first. And then and then <clears throat> from there we'll see if we have room left for faucets. You know, right. or 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 anything else. You know, doors. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> who even needs a house? We already have a house. This would just be the pool we go to. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll I have, have a pool. It's a short drive from here <laughs> up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's great. But it's great. But so the thought that occurred to me though is is there is this the same concept that I know about the pool, yeah. which is that like. Uh, for one, I will have it. It will happen at some point in my life. I'm manifesting it. Yeah. Throwback. And um, it's, but I also, I thought about it the other day because I was thinking about this exact same incident and I was like, at some point in time, someone's going to get hurt in the there's, pool. There's no like, doubt. Someone is going to get hurt in the pool. Yeah. Like it, it will. It's not like it, it, there's no way you would own a pool for 20 years and no one ever gets hurt. Right. Someone's going to slip on the side. Someone's going to get pushed in. Someone's going to go wonk off the diving board. Yep. 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 It's going to happen. It's And you know what? I bet it's going to be me too. You think it's going to be you? Yeah. I, I think it is way more likely that it is going to be some collection of cousins. Yeah. That yeah. also makes sense. That also <laughs> makes sense. There are a bunch of us now. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 <clears throat> anyway, um, where was I going to go with this? Next thought. Transition. Okay, the reason that I wanted to transition, I, I'm sorry about that, is because you had said something in one of your comments about uh, talking about like a child falling, and you said like don't coach them into them being hurt. Oh, right, yes. Okay, so I like when you said that, I was like, oh, that is a perfect segue, and then we like walked right past it, and I was like, I gotta get past, gotta get back, I, I, gotta, I gotta get, circle back. The good news is the ma- the magic of editing and the word transition allows me to do anything I want to do. Nice. <laughs> Anyway, um, so the question is, and this is something that I think I've been worried about as a new parent, mm-hmm. is the idea of how to set healthy expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's really come into focus for me lately because of the movie Encanto, which we've been talking about basically nonstop. It's so good. <clears throat> it's so good. But I feel like there is the one of the huge themes of the <clears throat> movie is familial expectations. Right. It, it is sort of this like, like what is the standard that your family has set as like a, as a determined, I don't know, metric for success, good student, I don't know, capable athlete, like career something. Exactly. Yeah. School you get into. Right. Yep. Yep. All the things. And so what, what I think is interesting about it is that the movie and Kanto definitely talks a lot about these familial expectations from a negative perspective. Like the, like the idea is, is almost like they, they have become like maybe a little bit problematic as time has gone on to the point where the, the members of the family feel as though they can never quite achieve enough in order to feel secure in who they are. Right. Like, and, and they've all become like almost solely defined by their gifts. Exactly. Rather than like who they are without their gifts. Exactly. <clears throat> yep. And oh. so when, when I was thinking about this, cause, I, cause I know that having had Addison, I have definitely put a lot of thought into just like activities that I really hope at some point in time, I will be able to do like, with her yeah and um so one of those for me notably has always been this idea of having her go skiing or snowboarding which is again very fitting because this weekend we're going skiing and snowboarding and last weekend it snowed um so i I think it really came like 
full full like focus for me because I was really 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 excited to like go out and like take my first picture with Addison in the snow. Right. Because I was like, this is since Allie has been pregnant for for whatever reason, the, it's it's been like one of like my 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 biggest hopes for something I'll be able to do with my daughter. Okay. And so as I started thinking about this and as we've been talking about in Kanto and stuff, I'm like, is this bad? Am I like, am I already setting myself up for this world where I'm like, Addie, you will do this activity. (laughs) (laughs) This, like I'm looking forward to it. I want you to do it with me. I, my suspicion is that in the end, if I just bring genuine enthusiasm to something, if she sees me doing it, that, that in the same way that I feel like, the relationship I had with our parents, which was that I, I tended to just gravitate towards the things they did. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe hopefully that will make it yeah, something that she will be eager or excited to do. Yes. I think the, the trick with stuff like this and you know, I, I can only speak for four years worth of experience here. Sure. 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 Yeah. Uh, myself, but I think it's like you, you, the goal or my goal is to try and like expose my kids to lots of different things that they could be interested in, including and maybe even putting emphasis on things that I personally want them to be interested in. Sure. But also understanding that if they're simply not interested, um, then that is also okay. And to more make like uh, have a much more concentrated effort on like, um, celebrating people's passions and interests whatever they happen to be so like like i am not particularly like artistic or anything sure like you know drawing or painting or you know something like that but if it comes to pass and like neither is beth but if it comes to pass or something that luke comes home and it just turns out like oh my gosh he's just got like such a knack for it he's such a good artist like you know i'm not going to be like that's fantastic but also could maybe maybe we should try focusing like a little bit more on some like sports or something, or, you know. Like, oh, sure, sure, sure. You yeah. know, whatever it is, um, I think I think that's my goal is to like not not necessarily like try and like control what their interest will be, but just celebrate whatever that happens to be. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I, I mean, it's it's funny because it's almost like the evolution of like the the concept that we've talked about here on the pop, like embracing your spikes. This is like embracing like theirs, <clears throat> I guess, yeah. so to speak. It's, it's sort of like and. For me, I I do think that it has never been hard for me to get excited about just about anything. Mm -hmm. Like if if I discover that one of my friends has like a hobby that I've never even heard of before, it's like, I need to know more about this. Yeah. How does it work? Where do you go? When do you do it? Competitive marbles. What? Is that a thing? I mean, I don't know about like a, like a, like the sport of playing marbles. I know you can watch like competitive, like marble racing and stuff. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, every time we, at some point in time, you and I are going to invent a board game. Yeah. And now competitive marbles is like, it's, it's like located in my brain skull. It's in there. Maybe there's a way that you could have one of those like marble raceway situation type of things. You remember yeah. those when we were kids? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a way to almost have like pit stops and like cards <clears throat> that you pull and play and stuff so that you could almost have like advantages or disadvantages or like you have to take like the yellow route versus like the blue route where there aren't many marbles in any of the games i've ever played that is that is see, very true see what i'm getting at man i see what you're getting at yeah yeah this could be good this, this we could we be, could be on to something if anybody has any ideas for carlin brothers competitive marbles please let us know it does seem like there's there there could be something to like 
like you're playing cards and you can like change things on your opponent's track to like slow them down or you can like put in a straightaway on yours to go faster or like they can put a funnel or something somewhere or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like a race, like a, like a racing game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, how would you feel about just literally calling it competitive marbles? Competitive marbles? Competitive marbles. This is, uh, this is competitive marbles. Get ready. I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate it either. There's yeah. something really fantastic about the word marble. Ooh, great word. It's a great word. It is. How often are marble. you... Marble. Com- yeah. How often are you combining those those like word sounds together? Not often. Do you know what's sort of weird about the word marble? What is it? Is that you're either describing the world's roundest thing or the world's flattest thing. Oh, you mean like marble? Like, <laughs> like, like a, a marble tabletop? Sure. sure or sure. a spherical piece of glass. <laughs> right? Yeah, or, that's true. That's true. They are very different. I suppose I have to imagine that the original, the original marbles must have been made of marble. That makes sense, right? I it, think it's got to be. Got to be. I wonder if there's like some something specific about marble as a substance that makes it roundable. Roundable. S- round. <laughs> yes. It is Spherable. Ma- even better. Yeah. <laughs> Spherable is also not a bad name for our game. <sighs> Spherable is a good. Okay. All right. Okay, so all we have to do is um, make a bunch of interconnectable pieces, combine that with some sort of like drawing and figure out a way to make it like competitive in a way or strategic in a way. And then you just race the marbles at the end and we'll see who wins. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, I think it is a absolutely fantastic idea. And I love the idea even of, you know how, like if you play like cards against humanity or something like that, it's like, if you play it too many times, it kind of becomes boring because you know all the cards. So you can buy like expansions. Mm -hmm. This feels like a very expandable type of game. It does feel very expandable. Cause it's sort of like, Ooh, have you gotten like the, like the loop de loop or you know what I mean? mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Hashtag competitive marbles. Hashtag competitive marbles okay this is a perfect segue into a carlin brothers game that already does exist that also pairs very nicely with the newest exclusive merch offering for q1 of 2022 oh do tell are you excited about i'm excited this? i am so i am yes i can't even tell you how excited i am about this one this is this is going to be this is going to be neat so we are working with a company called king's wild project to develop a custom set of popcorn culture playing cards. Yes. Like extremely premium quality playing cards. Yes. And they are like, I I almost have to insist that you go to the website of the company that we're working with and just see their other work because it's like, I go on it and this is the exact same thing that happened with the entire office. Like everybody pulled it up and they're like, well, I want to buy this one. Every, I know. Everyone's like, like, well, now I'm buying cards. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, how, how could it be? How could it be? Dude, if there is a single thing, if there's like an Instagram made me buy it sort of thing, man, when they, whenever one of these like custom card deck things comes up i oh, it sucks me in so bad i know it i know it's so bad i've definitely i have definitely made those purchases before yeah. but our for the exclusive merch offering what is going to be the entire deck is customizable so like, it's going to yeah. be the, the backs the faces like anything you can think of every detail of the cards will be popcorn culture ified exactly and they're going to be awesome in addition, so that's at the $25 tier, again, patreon.com slash popcorn culture. And these will be anytime if you sign up between now and March 31st, so Q1 of 2022. Uh, but the other extremely cool thing that I'm super stoked about, if if you're not quite an, in, a, in the position to spring for the $25 tier, they, there is also this amazing 
opportunity that we have at the $10 tier as a, um, this almost goes back to like the person cards where it's like a, um, it's like a one-time promotional offer. What is the word I'm looking for? Special offer. A special offer. Yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) Um, So if you sign up at the $10 tier or if you're already uh, a patron at the $10 tier, we will actually be getting uncut sheets of the decks of cards. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a poster of the entire deck of cards, like as if they never put it through the cutting machine. Yeah. And we'll be signing those. Um, and that, so. that is basically if you sign up at the $10 tier anytime between now and again, March 31st. Uh, and if you're already there or the $25 tier, then you'll just already be getting it. Yeah. And if you bump up to the $25 <coughs> tier, the, the exclusive merch members will be getting both two decks of the exclusive popcorn culture cards and the, the uncut sheet. Yes. Um, so amazingly cool and and we are not sponsored by king's wild project but like i was actually introduced to them by a super carlin brothers patron named hunter yes and i was like these are so special they are so unique and so i lobbed out an email to them and was like would you guys want to like collaborate like it it almost felt like going up to someone's house and like knocking on the door and be like you want to come out and play yeah (laughs) but like as if there was no plans to do so whatsoever um and i I was so stoked when they came back they're like this sounds awesome and i was like yay awesome so anyway again patreon.com slash popcorn culture it's in the show notes it's in all the places uh we appreciate the support yes can't wait to see the decks now you said there was an existing super carling brothers game that's what, well I, I suppose that is what i meant is is okay. maybe not a super carlin brothers game but a <clears throat> a game that already exists which is a deck of cards which is a deck of cards which, which is so many games in one it really is yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a limitless supply of the, things okay. to do let me ask you this okay in school it's the week of exams oh yeah right yep um all the class you have like four classes that day because they give you lots of time to take the exam. Everyone finishes it within like the first 45 minutes. You've got like an hour left before you have to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. What 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 um, card game are you playing with everyone while you wait? Egyptian Rat Screw. Egyptian Rat Screw! Indeed. E-R-S. Indeed. Yes. And the thing about this game is, so I I remember it like, it was like in vogue, you know? Oh, yeah. Middle school and early high school. And it was like, everybody had a deck of cards in their backpack. Everybody played all the time. The rules are like, like kind of wacky but like once you pick up the game it's very competitive very quickly yes however the thing i'll say about this is i have played it with um uh mike and sammy so uh, my my brother and sister-in-law and they played it more like Uh, like more they're better yes and it was like one of these things where it's like i tried to play it with them and i was so intimidated by how good they already were that i was like i can't do this this is i can't do this let me let me recommend if you've never played egyptian rats crew before uh you just like like look up the basics i'm not going to be able to describe it over the phone but there's the bazillion little modifiers you can add to it and the just start with this you can slap doubles. That's it. You can slap doubles. You can slap doubles. If the yeah. same card comes up twice in a row, slap it. Take that pile. Done. Boom. But man, I remember. Yes. Also, that was the game we played as well. Super yes. fun. I never knew at all where the name came from. Oh, me neither. It, me neither. I, it felt like in my head it was like, is it Egyptian Rats Crew or Rat Screw? 
I don't know. And even as I, I knew exactly what you were talking about as you brought this up and I was like, it feels, it feels like offensive. Like it, like, it, yeah. like there's no way in the world that this is like an acceptable name for it. So if that is the case, apologies, apologies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think it is screw because everyone would started just shorthanding it to ERS. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I've yeah. heard other people just call it slap too. I've all, which, yeah, slap. Yeah. Is there an, also a game called Spoons? Spoons which is, similar? is similar, but not exactly the same. Okay. And let me tell you how to win at Spoons since, you know, this is, look, winning at Spoons has nothing to do with being the one to complete your little card set first. Mm-hmm. Whoever finishes the card set first is just the first person allowed to reach for a spoon. Okay. Right? Okay. But typically there are one less spoons the number of people in the game. So the person who doesn't get a spoon is out but it's not finish your card set grab a spoon it's once anyone finishes everyone goes for the spoon oh yes yes so for the first two rounds don't even worry about the cards just watch everyone else and the moment someone else goes you go for that spoon full contact spoon full con that's exactly what it turns into it's if you want to win at spoons you don't need to worry about the first few rounds you just want to get that spoon so it's way more important to just watch the other people and let someone else do the work and then you just nab one real quick I love it. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome, everyone. This, you know what's <laughs> reminding me of for whatever reason? Yeah. Is I think Wendy's at one point in time was talking about like, what do you use to like, a spoon? A spoon? A spoon? <laughs> for like, to eat a sockwood? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember the first time I ever heard somebody use the word spoon. It was like, <laughs> even now I can't not laugh. The only sockwood you eat with a spoon. <laughs> that was the ad. I loved it. I think it's still hilarious. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah. It ages well. They were like, let's change spork <laughs> to, to, to spoon. spoon. <laughs> it looks so much better. So much it it better. is so much better. It is so. I would. I would. I would abandon spork. Spork so altogether. If I was that meme where where it's like the guy holding hands with the girl but he's like looking backwards yeah. like, I'm looking back at spoon I'm, I'm looking back at spoon I'm leaving see a spork see a spork <laughs> oh man and they also invented the word sockwood to go right there with it I know Fantastic. I know yeah I mean it's that's just that's just good good old-fashioned humor okay. coming through. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big-time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ben, while we're talking about food, can I ask you some questions about butter? Now I'm worried. Okay. Nope. I don't think you need to be worried. I don't think you need to be worried. Okay. 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 So you've got, um, you, you occasionally make toast or bagels or English muffins, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this morning. right? Yeah. Uh, after you toast it, you put some, maybe you put some butter on it. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. <laughs> Let me ask you, um, where do you keep the butter in your house? Oh, this feels like a dangerous question. I don't like this question at all. Okay. I'm going to tell you where I keep mine too. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So I would say that, that before we renovated our kitchen, Mm -hmm. that there was a, we had like a, like a butter dish, like with a lid and the butter just sat out 
all the time. And at this, because of this, it meant that it was like pretty much room temperature. It was like the exact right consistency for spreading. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's like something non-safe about having, because it's, it's sold in a refrigerated section. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's just like to keep it solid or, or why they do that. Maybe that's, maybe that's all it is, but yes. Yeah, so I would say that that has always been the case, but since we have renovated the kitchen, Alice has absolutely taken that approach that like realtors will advise you on if you're trying to like sell your house, which is like take everything off the counters. Like if you have like mm-hmm. appliances sitting out, coffee pots, like, you know, uh, containers that have flour or whatever the case is, like take all of it off. They want like wide open spaces. Yeah. That is how Al- that is how we live. Yeah. Like Alice will not let something <clears throat> live on the counter. Okay. Okay. That's totally fine. The point is for a while, you believed it completely acceptable to leave the butter out on the counter. That is correct. Right. That is ex- okay. That's exactly what we do. Okay. The butter is just sitting next to the toaster at all times. Okay. It's got like a lid. Yeah. Mine yeah. had a lid, but it just yeah. sits at room temperature. Um, it's not refrigerated. You know, we take it out of the fridge initially to put it in the butter dish. Right. And you, then it so just, you store the rest of the, we butter store the, the rest fridge. of the butter in the fridge. Then you put it on the butter dish and it uh, does not need to continue to be refrigerated. It will just become perfect, spreadable consistency. And then you never have to worry about it. You never have the thing where you're like trying to hammer through cold butter and spread it on soon to be ripped toast. This is the exact thing is that, yeah, like I feel like the, the most obvious and immediate application that I know for butter is spreading it on toast. And yeah. I feel like if it is really cold butter, then Impossible. basically, yeah, basically shy of like usually my tactic is if I find myself in a situation where I have to use it, I will like right out of the toaster, I'll have like the pre-cut pads, I'll put them on the bread and I'll sandwich it together so that it, like the both of the bread slices are like yeah. melting it and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll like flip them out. And then you I'll have to it. use your toast to toast the butter. Yes, exactly. 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 Unacceptable. Because I, I tried to put the butter right in the toaster <laughs> one time and whew, man, that doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pull the butter. Yeah. Butter melts so fast too. It does. Um. Anyway, so I bring this up because Beth, uh, has been being been fed like ad after ad, or I guess she follows a bunch of different like influencer people who are talking about this product called a butter bell, which is it's I don't it's some sort of appliance where you put the butter in it and then you also put like water in the bottom. And its whole selling point is like this makes the butter like spreadable at all times. And I'm like, this feels like the dumbest product I've ever heard of because. All you have to do to make the butter spreadable at all times is leave it out. I agree with you. Someone is like over fixing a problem and marketing it as a solution. And it oh, it bothers me so much. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. Like th- people, uh, this is for people who don't know you can just leave the butter out. This is very interesting. <clears throat> and my, my guess is that people the world over as they're listening to this episode are wildly divided Wild, i'm uh, sure on, people are like you you leave your butter on the table yeah 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 um and interesting i agree with you i think that this is i think this is a way over solve the other thing that i have learned through my baking endeavors is that very frequently when you're baking they want you to use room temperature butter mm-hmm. and uh frequently if i'm like coming home from work and i need to like bake a batch of cookies for an event or something then it's like i didn't think about that the, that morning and didn't sit the butter out so that it was room temperature or anything so i'm pulling out like cold butter right um the thing that i have learned to do is basically put the butter stick in the microwave 
do five seconds and then just rotate it five seconds rotate five seconds rotate mm. and if you do that then you end up with like like because the issue with with microwaving butter is that if you do it for like 30 seconds or something it's like the middle is what yeah melts first and you get this like real fast like cavity thing going yep. on no good no, no good. good i do um 15 seconds at power level three that does it pretty good too wow no need for rotating look at you yeah look, actually you know what look at us <clears throat> look at us look figuring at us. out butter i know i know so, okay this is one of those things um is alice has such an issue with like the coin flip that is salted or unsalted butter salted Yes. So, so typically I would <coughs> use salted butter for any application that isn't, um, I would say the only thing I use the unsalted butter for is when I make my, um, cream cheat. No, hold on, hold on. What is the filling home buttercream icing? I got there. Uh-huh. I got there. I got there. I'm proud of myself. Wow. Um, when you make buttercream icing, um, for my macarons, uh, I think that because there's so much powdered sugar in there and really what, what I always think of salt as is like a, like a flavor exponent. So it makes things taste more like what they taste like. Yeah. Um, and so that's like, that is why salt is useful. But if you're making something that is very sweet and then you use salted butter in it, then it's like, it becomes like that kind of like cloyingly sweet. Mm. It's like way too, like sickly sweet. Interesting. And so I use unsalted butter when I'm making my buttercream icing. But otherwise, I I don't know. But So I think the thing is, though, is that now Alice knows we have both. So whenever she grocery shops, she almost always buys unsalted butter because she thinks... She, she's always like, I know it's one or the other. And she, every time she flips the coin, it always comes back on salted oh, butter. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I think for just general spreading purposes, salted just tastes better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, unless you have a specific baking situation which calls for unsalted butter, I would just go salted myself. I have eight sticks of unsalted wow. in my you fridge Yeah, to right just now. like power through that. I'm, I, I, I need, I, I mean, you got to make a lot of buttercream. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I need, what I really need to do is find an application <clears throat> that isn't putting them on, um, on the macarons because the macarons take flipping ever to make. It's like yeah. three hours. So I need something that's like quick, easy. And then just, I just like sugar cookies and then just spread the icing on top. Boom. Done. Boom. boom. Yeah. The other thing. Okay. This is something I'm excited about. If we want to like slightly shift gears, but stay in the same department <laughs> is baking cakes for Addison's birthdays. Ooh. It's like, I'm like very excited about this. Oh, okay. You like, so are, but are you going to just be like, baking them or are you going to be like cake bossing them and doing like crazy decorations or something my guess <coughs> is that i i've i mm, interesting question interesting question like i have made like one of these like cosmic cakes before where mm-hmm. you have like a mixture of different um it's like a like a black icing, a purple, a blue, a light blue, a, like whatever, and then like kind of like um, like white that gets like flaked in there, and then what you end up with is this very like starry night sky looking Ooh. like kind of a glass cake. Cool. It's very very pretty. Um, so I feel like that's probably more my wheelhouse. I gotcha. Is, is making like very 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 pretty but unique like small cakes. Gotcha. Um, but the thing that I've always, I've, the thing I've always really wanted to do is the one where you uh, take the cake and you roll it in sprinkles and just like the, the, the whole sides, the whole top, the whole everything, like you can't see any icing, the whole just thing sprinkles, just sprinkles. Nice. So I think I'm going to try to do that for her first birthday. Awesome. That's my game plan. Are you going to do like the cake smash, like brrr, chocolate thing? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe and probably. Yeah. Is my guess. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I feel like, but you know what's funny about this? We talked about how I used to look forward to my birthday like way too far in advance yeah. and now i'm looking forward to addies and it's like right. it's like 
nine months from now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a ways out. It's okay. It's going to be fun. It will be fun. First birthday. Very fun times. I know. That's, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like there is a whole new perspective that I have on parenting. Like, I mean, obviously now that, now, now that I am one. Not, yeah. That you are one. <laughs> For one, it's the coolest, it's the coolest thing ever. Like, <laughs> I feel yes. like, I feel like it is one of these things <clears throat> where I don't know if this is the case or not. Like if, if there is actually any statistical data that would suggest that like millennials are having fewer kids. I as, think that's true, but I don't know. Okay. Everyone I know has kids, so it doesn't feel like it. I know. I know. It's one of those yeah. where it's like your, your immediate surroundings are not entirely indicative of like the statistics as a whole. Um, but it, it feels like that idea of the, like the dink lifestyle, the dual income, no kids, yeah. the, like, le, like travel, um, that, that whole like style of life and stuff. It's like, I'm like, Hmm, you guys have just never had kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like exactly what it is. It's like, they are so fun. It is like the coolest thing. I mean, I could, it's like, I could be sitting on top of like Mount Everest looking at like the most like unattainable landscape ever and i would probably get bored of it faster than i would just look staring at addison right <laughs> and, and she's not even doing anything right just laying there yeah can't even do anything yet that's just what i do so i don't know i mean not, not that i'm trying to make anybody feel like any pressure to, to to take this life path or something but it's funny because i feel like i just wouldn't i i don't think you could have convinced me that this is what it would look like on this side of it. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing you could have said. That's the thing. This is, this is the, the <laughs> ultimate truth about parenting is that no, like people can tell you as many stories as until, until they're blue in the face. They can like tell you what it's going to be like. They can tell you what to expect as much as they want. And nothing is going to like ever truly prepare you for the reality of the situation in terms of, like um one not not even they say can't even prepare you for like the happiness of it but or or like the the sleep deprivation of it or the non-stopness of it like there's there is nothing people are ever going to be able to say that is going to describe what it will truly be like exactly yeah 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 that's that's well stated so it's it's like it's funny because yeah because like i it's I mean, not even like an advocate for it it's just, it's just sort of one of those things where it's like there's a part of me that wants to tell people like i i feel like there's a message about it like there, i think the idea is like um like plants are the new pets and pets are the new kids have you ever heard that phrase before i guess i've heard it yes okay okay yeah. um so anyway <laughs> i feel like that it's literally like a meme that I feel like is f- like the full summary of the sentiment I'm trying to express that I feel like exists. Okay. So maybe everybody at home is like, yeah, we know it's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Or not. I'll be curious to know. I'll be curious to know. It's, it's exciting stuff. Anyway, on that note, I have, I have another question that I think can be my deep thinker for today. Oh right? boy. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. I, this is my question. Are we being too hard on the current state of existence and the reason for like uh, the reason for it is I feel like in general there's there's like a lot of like what's wrong with the world Mm -hmm. like that type of sentiment and there are certainly plenty of things that obviously like are very very important that like we need to put attention into that like great change can't exist um but I posed the question to a group of my friends the other day because we were talking about this particular type of thing. Like, cause we, we've been living through a pandemic for the last couple of years. It's sort of, <clears> been, it's been unusual times to say the least. Yeah. Um, and I was like, which decade would you have 
like, would you rather be living in? And it was interesting to me as people attempted to peel back the layers of the past century or maybe even to like the year 1900, where it's like, where you could really make the argument that it would be better to live then. No, it would never be better to live in the past. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, I guess, I guess like, yeah, like if you, if you were born in like 1900, then it's like you're facing like world war one as like a very real part right. of like your adolescence. You're, into you're also adulthood. dealing with way less like medical advancement, like year by year as you go back in time. Yes. You know, right. Like your odds of just surviving life without whatever else is happening is worse. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, in, and so that being said, like that is, that is very true. Yeah. But of course there's also the, the possibility that any year that you are existing in, in the present, you're, you feel as though medicine is as advanced as it can or will be maybe in some capacity. So, you know, if, if you're alive and you're 18 years old in 1918, then you're, you're probably not dwelling on, well, what will, medicine be like a hundred years from now. So I, I think that the, the basis of the question for me was almost sort of like going through and, and looking at like what you may have faced during any of these decades for the past 122 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, like as you just go through history, yeah, you've got like world war one, you have like the great depression, you have world war two. Um, there is like a small grace period, I guess, in there. Although I guess the Cold War you is going like on. You have like Cold War, you have like Vietnam, you have like Korea. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, it's like, like as you, as you progress through all of these things, it's just, it's interesting to think about what we, what we're facing in, in like the today terms, like, I don't know, wear, wearing a mask, for example, compared to like having like a, like a bomb drill or something, right. You know, as an elementary school student in the sixties, mm-hmm. like do you, do you follow? Yeah. Okay. I follow, but you, you would unequivocally say now is the now. Yes. Now is the now. Okay. So then my next question there is like, is there a way for us to be like almost more excited? Like, do, do you feel like there could be a sentiment that's like just around the corner where it's like, we're just like, we're just like glad I am excited. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I think I know what you're getting at. Like people like are loud and angry on social media all the time. Sure. And yeah, there's the pandemic and that sucks and it's bad. Right. And I don't like it either. It's the worst. Yeah. (laughs) But in general, I just like, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I think I am excited. I think things do tend to improve over time. Um, And even though things are not. Uh, necessarily always the best like it's you know it comes down to like that like uh what's that parenting term like the days are long and the years are fast or something the days are long and the years are short yeah the days are long and the years are short it's kind of like that it's like you might be going through like long days right now but in the grand scheme of things the years are fast and i think it's still more optimistic looking forward um yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm not like I know pe- people like to like be up in arms about everything, but like people are always up in arms about everything. You can go back to any point in time and people, people are going to be as up in arms about stuff as they are right now. Right. You might not be as exposed to it via like social media and it might be like l- feel louder right now, but it's going to have felt loud then based on the kind of channels you had to communicate then. And I think like, are we too hard? I, th- I would say people are probably as hard on the time uh, uh, on 
I don't know, social change and all the different things now as they always have been. It's just the things you focus on are new things because you've successfully caused change in the past. In the past, sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> so yeah, I guess I guess the question is is like, it, it and this is weird. I mean, I suppose like the, I suppose part of me is curious why I even have to ask this question. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is it ethical to to promote the idea of thinking like, man, how great is it that I got to live now? You know. Like, Why would that be unethical? That 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 is like the question that I would be curious to ask, or or to get like to the bottom of that. That for some reason I do question whether or not that would be like a like a promotable idea, like as if it may be turning a blind eye uh, to to a potential other problem. If that makes sense, that you shouldn't be excited to live when you're like, we shouldn't be excited to live now because some things are wrong. Yes. And and I think, I think that what I'm attempting to say is, is not that necessarily that's like my sentiment towards the world, but I feel like, I I feel like this is a sentiment that maybe could like be very helpful on, on the whole, because I I do feel like it ends up being the case that the, um, what is the forest for the trees? What is the yeah, like you can't see the forest or the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And it, it almost feels like like you're out in a in a nice, sunny, beautiful meadow with the gentle breeze rolling across and everything, but there's like one dark cloud over you, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because there's like that one dark cloud, you're like, everything's the worst. And it's like, no, 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 like just just look like any anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you'll see like so much good. Like right. there's so much to be happy about. Like, like, look, look at the gentle breeze over there. You can find ways to be unhappy about anything you want. And you, and, and if you do, I just feel sorry for you. Cause it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I think if you find that it's impossible to be happy because some things are going wrong, then I just, I genuinely feel sorry for you. Cause I'm sure it's a really difficult thing for you to overcome. But, um, I think it is perfectly, it, I mean, like I, I'm excited about the now, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, sometimes I feel like sometimes I feel like you are unaware of how much of an anomaly you are. Perhaps like because I feel like you've always been someone who has been, um, like like very very like even content doesn't feel it, it's like the most elevated version of content that that there can be. It's like you're you're very like like yes. Like I have the things that I need. I have the things that I want. I'm very like, like you almost seem like you've been very like somehow insulated from a lot of the, uh, like rat race types of like things that maybe have like infiltrated a lot of the minds of other people. I, I, you see, I don't like the phrasing of insulated personally. I feel like I, it's that I am able to just shed things that I don't consider to, be of tremendous concern. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. I suppose. And, and I mean, but that's a skill. <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I that, guess like, so. That's, that's something like, like y- you're, and again, I, th- this is why, I, I don't know why I struggle so bad with this particular analogy, but it seems like you see the forest. You are, you appreciate the forest. You are not be getting caught looking right. at the trees. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I can see the entire forest. I'm not like, oh, there's a lot of, yeah, I think, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think, I think that's how it works. <clears throat> right. It's like, I, I think the idea is that, yeah, you're, you're not seeing the grandness of the forest because you are focused in on the single tree in front of you. Right. That is how I'm going to interpret that. If I'm wrong, that will just, I'll just, I understand what you mean. Someone will have to explain it to yeah. me. We've talked about it so much that I feel like people, they, they get where I'm, <clears throat> they, they smell what I'm standing in. Yeah. So to, so to speech. Um, 
Hmm. Okay. Okay. I like it. I mean, I think it's an interesting p- question to kind of like pose out there uh, to the little kernels. You know, it, it, it sort of is. I think it's because I, I think for some reason I get caught on it. Mm-hmm. Like, like the thought of of sort of. You, do you remember like the the brand? I'm sure it's still a thing, but like life is good. Yeah, it's still a thing. I think so. Yeah. It's, okay. And and they're just always like these like really um, simple. Like kind of Comic Sans looking stick figures. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, like the life is good idea is is maybe a little bit of like what I would be like, like kind of plucking at here, which is sort of like, man, how great is it to be like, <laughs> like we won the lottery. We get to be alive right now. Right. Like with all this, like, like. Or I'll go back to, you know, the, um, the carousel of progress, for yeah. example, which is like one of these rides at Disney world that I feel like <clears throat> grows on me. The older that I get, like it's underrated, it's, it is, it's, it's very underrated because I think it is very profound. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of like what you're, I almost feel like you could be the main character of, I feel, I feel like he's very relatable to me when I watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I mean, as far as like you watch him through like all these different like phases throughout American history and he's just like, how could things get any better? Right. You know, <laughs> then his dog like whistles or something and you're like, yes, <laughs> joyous. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it is, it is, uh, taking that sentiment. It is embracing that sentiment. It is, it is being excited about those ideas. Uh, I, I've given this example before when we've been talking out in, in the office with the rest of our crew, but I remember like when I got uh, my dog Luna back in like 2014, I think she was she, like just, just the worst dog ever, you know? Yeah. I mean, she was like, like if you could possibly think of anything that you might need to Google, like how to get my dog to stop doing blank. She, she was a force of nature. <laughs> It was all of them. It was all of the things. And she wasn't like cuddly or loving or wanted like pets or anything. Um, But I remember that like one of the biggest pieces of advice that I stumbled across was, was like not trying to train them not to do bad dog behaviors, but promoting them to do good dog behaviors because being a good dog might mean going to your place, like, which might be like a, like the, like the dog bed or something. Um, meaning like if somebody comes into the house, instead of trying to get them to not do a whole bunch of bad behaviors, like running over or barking or jumping or, you know, anything like that. Um, it's just like, go to, go to a spot, like promote, promote the good. Right. And, and in doing that, it's like, and you can promote a small handful of, good behaviors that is so much smaller and easier to, to like give firm attention to than it is to say like, don't chew the leg of that chair. Don't chew my boot. Don't chew the TV remote. Don't chew the arm of the couch. Like, do you see what I mean? It's like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think this is a, um, I, I find like similar things crop up in parenting a lot. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm at some point, I'm sure Addison will do things that annoy you. I'm sure it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it, it has not, <laughs> it has happened, not yet, happened yet, no. yet. but someday something's going to happen and uh, they will like, uh, you're going to have to like start, you know, try to like get certain behaviors under control or whatever. And, and yeah, it's like you can, if you like yell every time your kid does something that you don't want, like one, what they really want is attention. 
And if you're just going to like give them attention, even if it's negative attention, that's still attention. Sure. And they're going to end up um, that's not going to like help reinforce it as much or anything. But if you just like try and like really make a positive experience out of like good behavior, then that tends to translate a lot more. Like one of the things um, that I've really been enjoying with Luke right now is like like um after his bath every day we'll like go and get his jammies on and then we just do like um luke and daddy pickup time where we just like pick up the stuff in his room and he's just got like four boxes in there and like you know he has different stuff that goes in each box and it'll be like you know a race to see who can put the most magnetiles away the fastest or something oh sure, and sure, sure. like, like you made it fun like yeah like we've made it like fun like a game and there have like even been nights where i've been like okay I'm, i really want to try and like get through this it's like really late i just want to get him to bed so like while he's in the bath i'll just sort of like pick up everything and then he'll get in the room and be like i wanted to pick up stuff with you and it's just like oh <laughs> that, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and i get exactly what you're saying like instead of using cleaning your room as a punishment you've used it as like a as like a fun thing right it's seen in like a positive light yeah and and i do think it's it's such a miraculously fine line to walk and yeah. I, I imagine it even just being a parent being um tired very consistently mm-hmm. uh, being distracted by the you know like your day at work or your hobbies at home or you know your relationship with your significant other like you, you always have a bunch of different things that you're attempting to give energy and time to and it's i can see where it would be very difficult very quickly like in a vacuum, it might be easy to come to these conclusions. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, oh, in the most idealistic oh, sense. Like, that's the, yeah. oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Like if you want to run, like you'll run into all sorts of annoying, like parenting advice and stuff. And you like, I'm sure you'll even catch yourself doing things and you're just like, I don't even think this is probably the right thing to do right now, but I'm so tired. And I just want five minutes. Just like, just, you can have the ice cream. I don't even care. Right. Right. You know? right, right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Just stop. <laughs> that, that's where we're at. Yeah, that's, that's where, where we're at. Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. I could totally see that happening. Right. You just, you just kind of like reach, reach that like eventual, like it's just like, I, I can't, I can't think about so many things at once anymore. Right. It's just um, like, I, this, this is like the, the, the potential like survivor situation that I've mm-hmm. always, that I've always worried about with the game of survivor. It's like yeah. when I'm sitting on my couch at home, like with a bowl of popcorn and like yeah. a drink and all the rest, it's like, you're sitting there like watching these two people have an argument and you're like, like you're eating and you're yeah, happy yeah. and you're, you're like well rested. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like a, 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 a the gas logs crackling in front of you and stuff. And it's like, of course you're high and mighty now. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah. sleep deprived and socially manipulated. Yeah. And you're, you're not surrounded by literally people. Uh, n- there's no way you can fully trust anyone around you. You've been sitting in, you haven't been in through a door in 20 days. Right. You know, you have been out, out, outdoors. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You fluctuate between being sandy and wet or cold. Those are the options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, will you be able to be that level with those things? Right. Like with, with all the extra noise around, but here's you? the thing. Like you're like, it, it's okay. Like you're going to, not everything's going to be perfect all the time and it's going to be okay. There you go. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Just a beacon of positivity. I mean, I sometimes, uh, okay, this is a. Do you remember when we talked about the butt crack a long time ago? Yeah. Okay. So, like, nothing counts before the nothing. word butt or whatever. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's yep. what we talked it's about. Like, you're really great. <laughs> so, but. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> For context, the, the butt crack as it pertains to popcorn culture is when you're talking to someone and you're delivering them compliments, but, but then you come to the that point. word where you yeah. say, 
but we're gonna yeah everything else but everything else and like so the rule like in the rule is that like anything you said before but doesn't count it's all just sort of fluff because you're trying to build them up before you get to the 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 crack as it were i have i have actually made a conscious effort that like when i know that i'm gonna have to like deliver some kind of bad news that that i have actually stopped doing the like the compliment sandwich type of things or whatever where it's like it's like nope it's like i I, i'm going to be straight with you from the beginning it's like this conversation is going to be tough yeah Um, Uh, so this is this is one trick i have been trying to employ when whenever i i feel i feel like that situation coming up okay is just replacing the word but with the word and oh interesting okay yeah Okay. Okay. So, so it's not really like all of these things, except blah, blah, blah. It's just like all of these things and all of these things. <laughs> you're really great. And you're annoying me right now. Right. I see. I see what you're saying. You see what I mean? I do think it's better. I do think it's better. Yeah. I do think it's better. I really like, I saw this, I think, I don't know. I think it was just like one of the like, random like motivational text posts on Instagram. And I've like been trying it out and I like really like it a lot more than the butt. Okay. As it were. You're an and guy. I'm an and man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's close it out right there, people. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. If you have any feedback for us across any of the various conversations that we had today, you can email that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter and Reddit, uh, where the conversation is always alive and well. Also, if you would like to get in on the new exclusive merch option for our Patreon uh, Q1 2022, which is going to be two sets of the gorgeous new playing cards and an uncut sheet of playing cards, or if you just want to sign up at that $10 level, uh, you will just get the uncut sheet you can do that up until march 31st that's available at patreon.com slash popcorn culture otherwise until next time pop pop this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.